0: time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall, and today is Monday, March 28th. For the second Friday afternoon in a row, gold and silver staged a late day rally after the stock market closed. The Mining Stock Journal commented that ordinarily gold and silver moved sideways or lower in the last hours of trading in the CME electronic Globex trading system. This past Friday, however, gold bounced over $5 per ounce in the last hour, with a $3 spike in the final 15 minutes. Similarly, Silver rose $0.15 per ounce, with $0.10 of the move occurring right before the Globex system closed down. For this to happen is unusual, but for it to happen on two consecutive Fridays, the Mining Stock Journal wonders if something interesting is going on in the paper versus the physical markets. Last week, gold rose $24 to close at $19.54, while silver closed at $25.61, up $0.50. A busy week for the precious metals as today is the options expiration for the COMEX April gold contract, while Thursday is the first notice day for April gold and silver contracts, which is the first day that investors long these contracts can receive a delivery notice. Both of these events are usually correlated with an effort to push the metal prices lower by the price management team. The mining stock spent most of Friday in the red, but managed to rally into the close and finish slightly green for the day. The Mining Stock Journal commented that the chart for the GDX looks potentially explosive to the upside. We'll get to the news out of the miners and explorers in a moment. But first, a quick word from today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper & Gold is focused on developing the World Class Casino Project in Canada's Yukon Territory. The casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper & Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website, www.westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Cornish Metals, an explorer focused on tin and copper projects through the redevelopment of the South Crofty Project in Cornwall, United Kingdom, plans to raise up to 40.5 million pounds, or $66 million Canadian, priced at 18 pence, with 25 million pounds to come from a strategic investment by Vision Blue Resources, a vehicle funded by Sir Mick Davis, to invest in green energy-related metal and mineral resource companies and £15.5 million pounds from United Kingdom institutional investors. Funds will be used to dewater the mine, resource drilling, completion of a feasibility study, evaluation of further downstream beneficiation opportunities and an on-site early works in advance of a potential construction decision. Cornish Metals trades on the TSX Venture and AIM under CUSN. York Harbour Metals reported high-grade copper and cobalt values at its York Harbour Copper Zinc VMS project in Newfoundland, Canada, with a highlight of 29 meters grading 5.25% copper, 436.5 grams per ton cobalt, 8.97 grams per ton silver, and 0.8% zinc in hole 24. The phase 2 drilling program included 29 diamond drill holes for 4000 500 meters that target VMS mineralization along a 400 meter strike length within the main area near the historic underground mine workings. York Harbor Metals trades on the TSXV under YORK and on the OTC under YORKF. Maramaca Copper shared results from the first seven reverse circulation drill holes totaling just over 2,000 meters from the 2022 infill drilling campaign at the Maramaka Oxide Deposit. The drilling intersected broad zones of near-surface green copper oxide mineralization in six out of seven holes. Select results included 106 meters of 0.53% copper from 2 meters depth, 54 meters of 0.62% copper, and 202 meters of 0.31% copper. The company says drilling continues to highlight the lateral continuity as well as the thickness of the Maramaka oxide deposit, mineralized column, as well as ongoing potential for extensions at depth. Maramaka Copper trades on the TSX with MARI. Summa Silver has acquired an additional 1,446 acres of mineral rights contiguous with the Hughes property near Tonopah, Nevada, via claim staking. The newly staked claims are contiguous with the Hughes property and are centered approximately 4.5 kilometers northeast of the Belmont Mine and 3 kilometers northeast of the Ruby Discovery. Previously reported geophysical and soil geochemical data highlighted numerous untested targets interpreted to have potential for high-grade silver gold veins as well as bulk tonnage-style disseminated gold mineralization. Many of these targets remained open for expansion towards and into the newly acquired claims. The Hughes property now covers 5,504 acres, that's nearly 40% expansion. Suma Silver trades on the TSXV with SSVR, and on the OTC QB with SSVRF. In sticking around Tonopah, Blackrock Silver says drilling has encountered the strike extension of the Denver Vein system, 650 meters north of the DPB resource area on its Tonopah West project. Drill hole 119 cut four and a half meters of quartz vein material, starting at 741 meters. Precious metal values reach 0.33 grams per ton gold and 24 grams per ton silver. From the same drill platform, hole 120 was drilled southward with a 70 degree inclination targeting the same vein projection, but shallower within the system. The same hole also encountered the vein over 3 meters at what may be a more favorable elevation within the system, and assays are pending at this time. BlackRock Silver trades on the TSXV with BRC. Finally, Arizona Sonoran Copper announced the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality has granted its cactus mine an amended aquifer protection permit. In July of last year, the company was granted an APP for the stockpile project, which has now been amended to add the cactus mine open pit and underground operations to the stockpile project. The company says the issuance of the permit is a key milestone for ASCU in advancing the restart of operations at the Cactus Mine and further de-risking of the project. Arizona Sonoran trades on the TSX with ASCU. And I might add, I am on my way to Arizona later today and will be visiting the Cactus Mine tomorrow and will be reporting and providing some content from that site trip. That concludes today's morning briefing. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have yourself a great day, everybody. Be well.